Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Nirothotep in our Egypt chapter. And so at the top of the show, we'd like to thank all of our listeners who have been listening along faithfully with us. And those of you who are new, we hope you're enjoying our wonderful romp through the city of Cairo and the sands beyond. I would like to begin the show with a, uh, a round of introductions, if I could, to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and um, I've been doing things. Indeed. Dream a little dream with me. We shall get to it in a moment. To your right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and... Um... We're going to be doing things this episode. I just don't know what. We'll get to it, I'm sure. At the end of the virtual table. This is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle, and we are definitely going to have to uh, speed some stuff up here. Yeah, I uh, I don't disagree with you at all, sir. To Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie, and I am playing Adel Zar. And uh, I realize now that the party is kind of like spun glass in which if you put any pressure on it, they'll fly off into million pieces in different directions. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a theme with this uh, this group. As much as they have a desperate need to do things together, everyone wants to go in different directions. That, but that's okay. It's how people get dead. Uh, to Otto's right. Hi, this is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And the only glass I like spun has gin and vermouth in it. Mm, couldn't agree more, Doctor. And last but most certainly not least. This is Alex. We'll be playing saint And uh, I'm finding that I need to be in many places at once. You know, if you could co-locate or, or split yourself into multiple pieces, that would probably be far, far easier than what you're trying to do. So there's time. So we will raise the curtain today in Cairo uh, as it's roughly about, mm, for this time period, this scene is about early morning. And while the house is itself a little bit abuzz with things going on, Inside the, the rather protected space of the room of Maeve O'Shea, uh, you are somewhat in an, a restless state. Deep, deep in the recesses of your dreams, you are being walked along the Nile. Beside you is a glorious being. Something long, wide, and reptilian. It glides along the shores of the Nile, occasionally slipping into the water to cool its underbelly and moving back out amongst the reeds and ferns. You've been spending what you believe is a day, two days, in this sort of strange communicative state with this creature 
it must be two or three meters high. It perches up using its vast muscular structure to walk upright is the best way I can imagine it. It's got a wide black hood and looks every bit of the most impressive Egyptian asp you've seen. You've been speaking with it in the strangest of consonants and vowels, ones that you you yourself have a very difficult time remembering after you speak them. You get a true sense of this creature and its purpose here in Egypt, and that there are things far older than what some people believe are the old things that exist here. Some scholars, some writings believe that the pharaohs of old and perhaps even Nefren Ka himself were the old creatures. And what you are learning step by step along the Nile is that deep beneath the earth these creatures have existed for millennia and they are Egypt's true owners and what has happened is that Egypt has been usurped unlike not unlike what has happened countless times in history to Egypt Mm -hmm. it has been usurped by an outside force The two of you walk back into the sand of Egypt. You are transported away from the Nile until you return to ground you've seen before Mm -hmm. outside a wide building uncovered from the sand very recently. And the asp turns towards you And as it turns, it melts into a different form, one with legs and a chest and the body of a man. The head still full of that serpent regalia and pronounced snout. And it speaks to you in a tongue that your conscious body would recognize with the help of of a certain artifact. Mm, mm -hmm. But you hear the um, ancient Egyptian on on the breeze here flows around your head just a few times before you can finally sink in. And it asks, are you ready for the next step? Of course. Do you understand what service to us means Uh, I believe so it is clear that the ground has been poisoned we must cleanse it of of the black pharaoh of all of them the brotherhood for all the people no 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 the people of Egypt are, are, are our people That's what I thought. But all those who wish to poison Egypt and take it away from the glory that it should be. 
everyone who wears his mark. Can that be done by completing the the piece? You speak of the capstone? Yes. Hmm. No. The capstone is simply a protective item. It would protect Egypt should a usurper rise, which we believe is their aim. Uh-huh. I have tools for you, words, incantations you can speak, which will assist you in unshackling their creatures from this plane. He takes a finger and begins drawing very purposefully in the sand here. And even though the winds of the desert are up, the sand does not move or obscure the text. These very sacred words, sacred to you, Mm begin being drawn out and you realize what he is doing he is he's writing down a a sound and again this feels much more like the language that you were taught by your sister this beautiful form of serpent language and As the incantation continues, you realize at what cost this incantation could bring. And you realize that the cost cannot be deferred. It is a cost you must pay. Mm -hmm. But there is a peace in that, knowing that should it have to be used, its effectiveness cannot be questioned. He instructs you to memorize it. I'll do so. You spend several hours in the sun, your skin baking under the Egyptian heat, learning, memorizing its form. And then when you feel you've just about gotten it, the desert sands shift. And when you return your gaze to him, His arms, which were once human, now have two very similar-looking black snakes as appendages. And he says, when the unclean ones get close, I can show you a way to keep them from ever touching you again. And you see this... His right arm surge out a meter or more. And it looks like a coiled snake comes out of his arm. It doesn't remove his arm. It doesn't leave from his arm. It's as if his arm simply shoots forward a meter or two. And you see the fangs of this serpent come out, thrash at the air. That'll be useful. He takes the serpents, both of them, and with his hands begins very delicately drawing a next series of incantations. And as he does so, he says to you, no matter the cost, we must have her back. I'll do my best. And I have been prepared to pay any cost. Good. But in our ways as ancient and old as they are, we would rather you have them pay the cost. I would prefer that as well. We must survive. You must survive. 
find a way. Okay. As soon as you say, okay, you wake up. You are drenched in sweat. You realize you haven't moved from the bed in since last night. You're completely parched. And you feel something rib, like wriggle out from under your your uh, your clothing and into the bed. Oh right, I almost forgot I had. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get up and stumble down and probably put my face under the faucet. <laughs> There's a water basin here. There isn't a faucet per se. Oh okay. Um, so there's water that would get pumped at probably a nearby well and brought into the house. Um, But you have some water here in the room. Yeah, I'll drink as much as I need. Yeah, you exhaust the supply. uh, And you realize that you're probably going to need to make yourself a little bit more presentable before going anywhere. (laughs) I'll do my best. Yep. So when we left left the, uh, the rest of you, you had decided to make some potential plans, yes? Trying to pin down exactly what we're doing next. Right. Yeah, we had dropped off the, uh, dropped off Kafour at the museum, and like myself and Otto were heading back to the uh, safe house, I believe. Yep. So the two of you are going to return roundabout a little after midday. Uh, Jack and Lillian and Sigmund would be in the house likely just again trying to piece some things together as Miss O'Shea comes down the stairs. So we need to go to the bed pyramid and the red pyramid, right? And the Clive exhibition is also a uh, potential target. Is the collapsed pyramid the same thing as the red pyramid? Because uh, the Clive expedition is quite a ways away, isn't it? I mean, like a couple hours. It's in, isn't it? Giza? No, it's the Giza dig. They left Giza following the theft from the Mycernius Temple. Yeah. Oh. Right. Well, they're at Memphis right now. Yeah. But I would actually like to go to the Mycernius Temple. Why? Wait, why are we going to the different pyramids, though? They already have the queen. But- right. But I want to check out where the queen was. So I, I met uh... with Warren Bessert. Didn't we also have reports of something coming out of one of the pyramids? You did, from me. Yeah. Because I met with Warren Besser and he gave me all his um, all his wonderful information while he was high on, on Hesh <clears throat> about, his, about the, um, the Carlisle expedition and yeah. his experience with that. Yeah, the Bent Pyramid is where Nefren Kawa. Are we sure that they actually have possession of the mummy? Because from what Kafour was saying there's a chance that it might have been taken by another party. I know that when I, when I tried to bluff him, he stopped for a moment, just for a, just for a second. You know what? I don't want to take that uh, chance. Are we going to the Red Pyramid to find the other half of the award symbol? So I'm uh, sure the Bent Pyramid is where the Carlisle expedition all went into. Um, yes, they went into the pyramid, and they didn't come out until the next day, and they were all... According to Warren Besser, they were all um, different, and um, they hung out with a cloaked figure that was probably um, what's his name? Somebody evil. Oh, it was probably um, uh, um, starts with an O. 
Omar. Omar yeah. Shakti. Uh, Omar Al Shakti. I don't. I actually Warren Besser didn't know who it was. He never it's, mentioned. Nope. Who he it couldn't was. see his face. He just saw a bunch of winged beans come out from under the sand. You say that in character, right? Yeah. A whole bunch of winged beings come out. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Otto. Yeah, yeah, we've seen those winged beasts. Um, uh, you specifically have seen them in the desert. Oh, no, so no, no, So why no, don't no. you go ahead and roll sand for me? Oh, Boom. no, no. I didn't need this this time of the morning. <laughs> oh, thank God. 18 under 48. Right. You don't lose any sanity, but you literally have a flashback to watching winged creatures murder people in the desert. Yep. Are these the same little winged ones we were talking about? Not like the big wing. No, these are big ones. We're, we're, I believe he yep. said they were. They they weren't tiny. They were large. Yeah. But you don't know specifically what Besser was talking about because no, I, I turn I turn pale and start shaking. Sit down and go. I'm not going there. <laughs> it's very noticeable that he has a very bad reaction when you bring it up. Don't don't worry, Otto. We killed that thing. You can go if you like. I won't be going with you. Well, I'm, I'm of the opinion we go to the pyramid where the Carlisle expedition disappeared into and, and then come back came back out. I agree. It's probably a quicker trip. Well, maybe. We could all go crazy. Well, I mean, investigating them wouldn't put you in Clive's path, right? Shouldn't. Or whatever. Because no. they're not at the Bent Pyramid. The only reason we were going to talk to the Clive expedition is because they found Nikto Kreese. Sure. We should assume that they're no less aware of our efforts to intervene or interfere, though, than anyone else has been thus far. Their ability to share information is well beyond what I could have imagined. I mean, if Omar was able to to suddenly become aware of my not only my presence in the house and, and sniff out the girdle the way that he did, and he mentioned that the pharaoh speaks to him often and unambiguously. And? So their agents seem to be very well organized. Well, this is their home base. I'm sure they have a lot of eyes and ears. They probably had people watching the mosque, so they knew you left with it. Well, they were already at his house when I arrived. The assassin had already taken oh, had already taken Kafur, and Omar only appeared when I confronted the assassin. They were there for Kafur. It's regrettable that the girdle is lost. But losing Kafur would have been no small sacrifice for us to make either. So if they have both parts, they're going to be nearly impossible to stop. Unless, yeah, unless we get the queen, the queen's body. I have a note that it was queen at Giza. Is she not at Giza? Yeah, she's at Giza. So to kind of parse some of this, right? Mm -hmm. So remember that the Clive Expedition financed by the Penny Foundation. Mm Mm-hmm. Clive is in charge of the expedition, mm-hmm. plus there's a few other archaeologists that you know. Mm-hmm. He has an expedition, so there's a bunch of them there, right? They're they're excava- excavating at Memphis right now because they left, and it is known to you, especially you, Otto, yeah. that they left in a hurry, right, following the theft of this mummy, uh, which in your trade and in other trades is probably not looked on very, very kindly. No, they, no. they picked up and left and they probably left a lot of Egyptians, uh, Egyptian workers just totally out of, out of pocket. Yep. So they left the Giza plateau following the theft 
of the mummy at, uh, from Mycernius's temple, and they have gone to Memphis. That is where that you know that they are at right now. It's well known. Well, if it was stolen, if it was stolen from Clive, and Clive is aligned with the Brotherhood, then the Brotherhood doesn't have the queen. Not necessarily. I don't know that we have definitive proof that he is with the Brotherhood. Just because he works for the Penn Hugh Foundation doesn't mean he works. Do you honestly think that Gavigan would send a bunch of cronies out here uninformed and, and ill-advised to dig in Egypt? Are, are you kidding me right now? No, it's he, he would send uh, teams out to find stuff. They don't need to know why they're find, looking for stuff. But if they know what they're looking for and they know, much like if you were to have Maeve present at a dig, she would know what was important and what could be discarded or, or stored. Well, logically, logically, if they went to go find this queen and then they lost this queen and then they picked up and left in a hurry for someplace else, doesn't it make sense that that's what they're chasing? Either that or the theft was a lie. They were kicked out uh, of the site. Okay. Because of the theft. The theft happened and they were kicked out of the site. So that's why they're uh, digging in Memphis. Also, I would think they're either looking for the mummy or they're looking for some other critical artifact. Or maybe they're just uh, continuing on with their dig. They can't dig where they originally wanted to be, but now they have to dig somewhere else. We can't assume that they're with them. I, I think we'd be better served if we did, but certainly. All I'm saying is that right now, the pyramids are right out there, not far away. We go to the pyramids, we check them out, we go uh, to the uh, temple, we check it out, we see what we can find, and then we can talk to the Clive expedition. I, I don't disagree with any of that. Great. So we're in agreement? Are we going to the pyramid? We are. Get a hat. Yes. Oh, boy. Go. Puts on his large white hat. I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. Enough chit chat. If you, but if you know that eventually you are going to be dealing with Clive, I think it would be a good idea to uh, get a closer look at that uh, outcast Dutchman. He was, he was a broken man, but he did not strike me as a thief. Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that he would have been responsible for the theft, but he might be able to provide some insight into whom we might actually be dealing with. If he saw strange things or if he saw Clive or any of his associates being mysterious or behaving strangely, um, it might be able to provide us with a bit more insight before we deal with them directly. So th th this should be a revelation that Sigmund provides information on a Dutch archaeologist that the group knows about, knows he was fired from the Clive expedition, and he is suddenly offering rather intimate details about his personality. Mm -hmm. I was just assuming it was doctorly insight. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for us to assume that he met with him just because he thought he was a broken man. We, like, we know he has a drinking problem. And he... Lillian looks really confused. I don't know anything about this Dutchman. How do you know, doctor? I went and I talked to him. It seemed like a good idea. Everyone was so busy at the time that I uh, I had nothing better to do. What, 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 did, he, what did he tell you? I can't tell you. Patient doctor confidentiality. <laughs> Doc gets a big grin on his face. Mike, as a player, I forget a lot of what the the, the guy, the Dutchman told me. Yeah. Because it's been like... No, sure. Would you like me to, to summarize some of it? I would love a summary, please. 
of what the doc knows. Jen, Wellen is was a pretty troubled man. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, he was working for the Clive expedition and all of a sudden a mummy goes missing and then all of a sudden somebody's without a job. So you get the distinct impression that uh, he believes that they pinned the loss of this mummy on him, that he was some sort of bumbling archaeologist and didn't do his job. You're not certain by any means that that there, uh, there's any believability behind it, given the fact that the mummy would weigh thousands of pounds. Uh, and I think that your impression of him was that he loved what he did and that he was pretty broken by by it. He wouldn't have jeopardized his career for something like that. Yeah, well, right. But he likely had a drinking problem before then. Like you smelled not just the alcohol and the bottles were evident. Like some of the physical manifestations of alcoholism were present and you knew it. That smell and the waxiness yeah. of the skin. Yeah. Yeah. You, you knew he had been down a bad, a bad path before uh, he had, he had lost his job with Clive Exhibition. But he also said some things that really stood out to you. Like uh, supposedly they found a set of scrolls with this mummy and the initial, you know, read on it. And then he talked about how the scrolls had some very fantastic hieroglyphics on them but that Clive wouldn't let anyone look at them. He mentioned many startling revelations from Sadiq. I would not call him a man who would be more than willing to jeopardize his career, even with his, how we say, his disease. I would not think. So it sounds like you're saying he might be a man with a, uh, an, axe to, an axe to grind. Um, perhaps, but, but I also do not think that... F- Moreover, he had physically he would be capable of such feat. No, I mean for the blame, because he was blamed for it. I feel like maybe he might be a bit embittered. Oh, absolutely. It is, um, of course, it is what, just what I'm gleaning, but um, he is finding um, a scrolls with the mummy, and he is really excited about them. And he's not something I'm thinking he is, again, willing to sacrifice just for a quick buck that leaves him well, where he is now, which is wallowing in his own hell. Well, to me, the most important thing is that if she is out there still, we need to find out where she's at and we need to get her so that we can do the protection ritual to protect Egypt from the Black Pharaoh. Adel, I would like you to make me a edu roll. Ooh, I'm sharp-witted. I get to do that twice. You do. Uh, the first one's a 77 over 75. So let's try that again. Okay. And that's under your idea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would not be out of character for a British-led expedition to potentially secret away an Egyptian artifact, claim that it was stolen and then move to another dig site in hopes to extricate the item from Egypt. Oh yeah, that's happened a lot before. I'm bringing this up because while talking about the Clive expedition, 
having a patsy to be blamed gives Clive potentially, and you would have seen this happen in, in Egypt before, especially after everything Carter did. Oh, yeah. Uh, as soon as Egypt mania hits here, it, that's people are always finding ways to secret stuff out of Egypt because people pay good hundreds bucks. of thousands of dollars for that. Uh, those items good yeah. good big bucks for it so it, i'm just putting that out there that yeah. it is something and, i mean the only thing unusual about it is that they blame the european guy instead of just some you know egyptian bingo <laughs> so yeah that that thought pops into your head that yes. it is possible maybe that clive is trying to be uh smarter than a fox yeah and an outfox everybody yes they yeah. for the mummy oh yes absolutely um hearing this this sounds exactly like Clive has the artifact, wants to get it out, but doesn't want to be obvious about it. Uh, he knows what he's got, or he wants to get it to uh, Al Shakti or complete the ritual. Well, maybe the ritual is in Memphis. We need to decide where we're going. I mean, the day is going to get away from us fast. If what Otto thinks is true is true, then that means Clive has the mummy. Or it's still sitting there waiting for somebody else to come and get it. Sit, well, wherever they took it. Or discovered it. Because you can't just, like, in the middle of the day, pull out a whole sarcophagus and nobody's going to notice. Okay, I assume that this ritual is going to take some time to prepare. Even if they got the girdle... Hours ago? Uh, I don't know, because I don't know how the Black Pharaoh exactly works. I can I can tell you now, as far as their timing goes, um, they are very capable of making very dramatic moves in hours. I mean, they moved right. on the shopkeeper in less than a day. They moved on Otl in a matter of hours. Right, and they also have people willing to sacrifice their lives, which means that they could get it off as soon as they have enough people... And- and you also say that um, there's some sort of ward of protection? Uh, that was over her her tomb, right? No. No, where was it? That was at the Red Pyramid. That was at the Red Pyramid, which is the pyramid that Bessert talked about the Clive expedition going into. So that's the bent, the Red Pyramid the is red. the bent pyramid? No, the Red the Pyramid. Because the Clive's Pyramid is where they did their ritual. My notes say Red Pyramid is where the capstone came from. Yeah. Okay. Hang on a second. Let me get this straight. Jesus Christ. It's all my fault. It's a pyramid scheme. Listen, I wrote it down when we talked about it. That's why I uh, said that we're looking into the Red Pyramid. Yeah. Deshur for the stone. Yeah. Is that properly so could be? That's the Red the, Pyramid, The right? Bent Pyramid is not the Red Pyramid. Oh. The Bent Pyramid is at Darshur. Right? The the red pyramid is at Giza. Oh, that's one at Giza. Is that the Giza dig? Okay. Also called the North Pyramid is the largest of the pyramids located at the Darshur Necropolis. So the red pyramid is at Giza. Yeah. And so there's the Darshur Necropolis mm-hmm. and there's Darshur, which has the bent pyramid. Yeah, because <laughs> on a on a map, as you look at it, the bent pyramid is south directly of the red pyramid okay right and that's the stuff that can kind of get confusing the bent pyramid is the one that goes up and then slopes immediately inward because it it couldn't sustain itself 
the Red Pyramid, right, because it was too big. They're both technically at Darshur because Darshur is the largest city, and they're both part of the same necropolis. But there's a Red Pyramid and there's a Ben Pyramid. There's actually a Black Pyramid as well, but that hasn't been brought up again. All right, well, let's slow down. I'm just putting it out there. Yes, you are. So, um... (laughs) My opinion is, is, if it matters to anybody, is that if they're going to do a ritual, wouldn't they go back to where the other ritual happened, where they all those people died? They maybe Otto looks like he might know a little bit about. Um, all the people that died may have been to also break that ward, and that is where the Carlisle expedition went into and got all changed up and dark. Whatever, Right, because if you break the ward, they probably were going into whatever was being kept in there. Right. So they took on whatever. So I'd like to go to the Bent Pyramid and see what they found. Oh, what changed them? Yes. You're assuming it's still there. Right. It's possible. I mean, if we go, we could possibly find the other half of the capstone, and that could help. So this is probably something Otto would know, too, just to kind of get your geographical markers, right? Yep. Giza, very close to where Cairo is, right? Yep. As well as is uh, some of the other stuff around Giza. And you have a space then that is about an hour or so south, and that's probably more like an hour and a half, given the current travel times. Although there is a tram that will go... Yeah, there's, to, there's a rail system. Right. That will go south to the Red Pyramid... And then directly south of the Red Pyramid is the Bent Pyramid. So you have to think about where you want to go because there are multiple pyramids. Actually, a ton of them, but of the ones that you're involved with. So it would make more sense to go to Giza than go south to the Red and then go south further to the Bent. Yeah, just travel travel upriver. Yeah, depending upon how you want to. Right. Like there's no road. There's no road that goes. There's no official road. There's no big road, I should say, that goes to the Bent Pyramid. I mean, there are there are little little single lane camel or car or horse tracks that go out there. You got to think that most of this stuff is not as built up as it is today. So, well, then I say we pack up, get everything that we need, provision up, uh, because we don't know how or where we're going to stay. Uh, how long we're going to be gone. But I think that, yeah, that would make the most sense to go to Giza first, then down to the Red Pyramid, and then to the Bent Pyramid. Otherwise, we're going to be crisscrossing all over the place, and it'll take more time than we need. So what's that Giza that we need to look for? That's where she was. So that's where the other half of the ward would be? No. Another half of the ward, if it exists, would be at the Red Pyramid. Right. If it's not broken. Nefrinka is in Giza. Well, was. Maybe still. The problem the problem isn't necessarily that we'll be, like, overlanding very much. The problem will be getting into the sites. But Dr. Kafur wrote you a letter, which yep. you got essentially doing some rather um, creative writing when it comes to the connection between the Cairo Museum and the Penhue Foundation in hopes that it would grease the wheels with the Clive Expedition. All right. Well, then let's head to Giza. Yeah. Let's pack up and go because uh, somebody knows where we are. And 
Okay. I'm uh, I'm going to um, slander won't fit in my bag, Willie. Sure. I mean, how big is the bag? Well, I usually hold like four books in it. Plus, yeah, because I took my dad's journals out. I'll probably have to dump a book or two to. <sighs> I know it's tough, but. If you want to keep slander with you, then you're going to have to make or a little space. Or I have to space. keep them out in the open. Yeah, or you have to figure out a creative way to um, carry him with underneath the folds of your robes. I can probably help uh, help Maeve with, with that because I have a question about um, preparedness. Because at this point, I feel like we're a little outgunned. So... I'm hoping to, to like I, I have I have a pretty good understanding as to the the types of stuff that we've seen, right? So I don't know whether or not those spells or those rituals are contained in one or many of the books that you have, but I know that some of them, specifically like the ones that perhaps Gavigan used, or maybe some of the other ones that these other pharaohs share, or these pharaoh types share, um, might be in the Book of Ibon which I would like to dissect if you're not actively, like, using it for something. Uh, I'm not I'm not done reading it, am I? You are not. Not even close. Yeah. Uh, I'm still reading it in my spare time. Sure, but this is not my spare time. This is something that we actively need to do. So, like... You're not going to learn anything in those in just... Look, I know that I learn this stuff faster than most people, and I'm not done like I have only gotten three things maybe out of it. Okay, so the what what do we know? We know that there is some ritual that will summon fire vampires. We know that there is a ritual that will summon giant winged beasts that happen at the moss. We know that there's a spell or ritual that will make someone immune or resistant to most weapons. Mm-hmm. We know that there are spells that will move people that will allow a person to move things and crush things with their with their own will. We know that there are ways to, to call lightning. We know there are ways to enchant weapons. My my question is, if we know that there are all these things, how many of them are, do we have access to that we can utilize? Well, my contact wing thing is actually um, sentient creatures, not things to be controlled. So I suggest nobody contact them. I learned about them to learn you probably don't want to get a hold of them. So like, for example, we, sh- we should all probably learn how to perform the protective sigil that you can place. Okay. That totally makes sense, but... Uh, they know that we can create fog flasks that hide us from... Each- I don't know that anybody, that everybody has enough um, willpower, inherent power to make that happen because when we were on the train uh, I had to use Lady Elizabeth's power as well like I couldn't do it myself but you created one that was big enough to, to protect like eight people right which I can do again it's just all of you have to be willing to pitch in and and it requires specifically you to be there at all times you can't be everywhere at once well yeah you can I mean if you want to learn how to draw the symbol and do that I don't, I'm not, I'm not against that, but you have to realize that everything costs. Yes, I I understand. It doesn't matter anymore. 
to you. What if Jack doesn't want to pay that price? What if the doctor doesn't want to pay that price? They don't have to. I'm saying I believe that we are all capable to some degree of doing any number of things. These people that we're dealing with are not special. No, they're not. Nobody is. They've just given a lot of themselves over. They've paid hefty prices and they're willing to to do what is necessary to get the power that they want. Mm -hmm. We have power. We collectively have power at our disposal. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess what I'm saying is if we know what we know, we should utilize it. If, if the, the doctor's interest in the occult goes into areas where maybe he wants to know how to ward a place of incursion like Kufor can, or, or you know, I, I don't want to speak for anyone else. What I'm saying is these are these, these untapped secrets. My plate is full, thank you. Right, but every time I cast something, do you realize that I slip sometimes out of reality? Like, I don't... Like, I don't feel okay sometimes. That's why you don't see me casting stuff left and right. Uh, I'm not saying I want to do this all the time. I'm saying when it is necessary, like when we encounter, I don't know, a cult leader or a monster or other things that happen to, you know, haunt our existence. And I'm usually there. The only time that that happens is because somebody usually slips off by themselves and loses shit we need. You probably shouldn't make a whole lot of presumptions about what happened the night that you were sleeping. If you'd like, I can explain it to you, or you can continue trying to chastise me. No. I'm simply asking for help. What? What is this? Well, here. And I'm going to give him the Noctic scripts then. Here you go. I've already gone over these. Well, the ward is in there. Yeah, so fundamentally, the way the systematic stuff works is after you do a read, a what we would call a condensed read or a, a skim then you can go in and and go after spells specifically. And so if you've been over, if you've done your, have you done a scam of the Noctic scripts yet? I I can't. It's in Latin. Okay. Yeah. And so that, that's going to be the kind of barrier there is that you have to be able to speak that language uh, to be able to decipher the script, or you have to find someone to translate it for you uh, into a, language you can understand it doesn't take me that long to skim a book (laughs) no i mean if you just want to hold on to it for whatever reason the the book of ebola is written in a language that i understand it is it is a text that i can actually and it and it suits our needs it's about a a a, a lone survivor Okay. okay fine have it i will not be responsible for what happens have it cast everything that you think we'll need. Hand it over. Okay. Wow. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to go pack my bags. Okay. You go pack your bags. I'm I'm headed out to uh, make the necessary arrangements. Sure. There is a list of goods that we didn't get to acquire for the expeditions that I will give to Audel. It's basically... I have the list here if you want to see it. It's just pickaxe, shovels. There's all the stuff that... Uh, Jack asked me to get before, but we didn't have time to grab. Sure. Jack, what's your plan? I'm just getting my stuff ready to go. I'm going to go to Jack while he's getting prepped. Got a second? Yes, Sam. I'll slide into the room. I can't go with you to Giza. No? 
No, I, I, I still need to pay a fare. to kill. Yeah. Um, I need to pay a fare, and I don't know what's going to transpire as a result of that. But um, if I am staying here, there's a few things that I can help take care of. So, if uh, we can spend some time looking into this uh, Dutchman, if the Clive expedition is the last, this ex, this uh, this ar- archaeologist knows about Clive, uh, I can either catch you at Giza or the next destination. Uh, I'm going to guess that we will probably be either in Darshur or Memphis by the time you clean up whatever you're, you have to do. Well, either way, I'll be able to to, to catch up. I don't see okay. that being a All problem. Right. But uh, yeah, our, our ride wasn't free. Yeah. Good luck. Do you... Uh, Need any uh, stuff? I will shake duffel number one, which basically contains like extra guns and hardware. No, I think we have everything we need. Audel has the list of expedition supplies. I hope that uh, it's complete enough for you. All right. And I will quietly uh, assemble my things, and uh, I'll probably stop in with the doctor before I leave. Yeah, I would imagine that Sigmund's probably packing up. Yep, in kind of a dreamy. He's kind of humming to himself as he folds up a few things, make sure his bag is packed. You know, the train ride seems like it was years ago. So much has happened. <laughs> I know. It has been, what, four or five days, and it yet seems like years. I know that the uh, the process of coming into my own has been a challenge for everyone. It's no mystery to me, Doctor. Well, But I, uh, I want you to know that uh, I, I always appreciated what you did for me, what you've done for me. No birth is without pain. No birth is easy. That's all the way of things. You have done us all good as well. Perhaps. Um, I'm going to tidy up some matters in Cairo uh, when you all depart, so I'll be joining you either in Giza or perhaps Darshore, hopefully with information that you can use that we can use to deal with the Clive expedition and everything that's going on out there. Well, remember that while information does make our job quite a bit easier, it is not worth sacrificing yourself for. Do remember that, Sam. No, I'm not a martyr, as hopefully I established by uh, not dying for that girdle. But uh, the standard methods of investigation are no longer working to our benefit. I feel like our playbook's pretty transparent. And we're outmatched in power and influence and reach and resources and manpower. Um, I'm daunted, Doctor. It is in these times of challenge that we find out who we truly are. So maybe this is good. Maybe this is good for you. It will teach you exactly who you are, Sam. Are you concerned about who I am, Doctor? I am not. (laughs) <laughs> no more so than I am concerned who I am. Well, that's good. I'd hate for you to feel unsafe. I'll offer my hand. He takes it gladly and shakes it. I think underneath all of the scars, Sam, there's a very good man who is just confused and trying to get out. We will find him. Do not worry. Oh, I'm sure there's probably a version of that somewhere in there. Oh, oh, um, 
Jack didn't really seem to take a liking to it, but uh, I noticed you were missing your old cane. So I will offer uh, the doctor the cavalry saber from the mm. lodge that I stole in London. Ooh. That's awesome. Actually, that, hmm. it's fan- it's fantastic looking. Hmm. Doc hefts it and gives it a few expert swooshes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no. There, there's no clumsiness <laughs> about it either. Mm, no. Doesn't mean I'm not scared. <laughs> it's beautifully balanced. I will hang on to it for you. Yeah, actually, come to, th- come to think of it. Mm. Um, it's, please, take it. Sam, you probably notice a, a deafness with the blade that you were not familiar with the doctor had. I mean, I've seen him, I've seen him spar with his cane, right? I've seen him wallop a ghoul. Yeah. So I know, this I know is, he's pretty handy, but this, this is this is for a, sure. This is training skill. This is. He picks one of the buttons off of his shirt on the stand. Yeah. <laughs> Mask is all stuff. It's a good look for you, doctor. Wear it well. Dankeschön. I will. <laughs> Who knows? Perhaps it will save my life. Uh, Otto said he wasn't going where? Was it to to Giza or to Darshur? He was more concerned about going to Darshur. Right. With the wingy thingies. Yes. Just let's not do that. Let me not do that. Well, that's we can meet up with you then after Giza. We can meet up with you in Memphis. But do you want to be with the Clive expedition all by yourself? It won't be a problem. Okay. Fantastic. That sounds like. So we're not just splitting the party. We're we're we're, we're cutting it in three pieces. Then no, no. Oh okay. no. Eventually, yes. Oh, no, I'll just simply tell her that it's not going to be a problem, and then I'm going to stay at the train. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be a problem at all. I'm just going to sit over here and have some tea. And read the paper. Exactly. Well, a guide has to stay up on current events. Well, of course. How did he know I was coming? Uh, Magic. Uh, Papers. Sure. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get, yeah, slander situated and... You have more room in your backpack now that the book is not there. Yeah. So I'll keep my other books in there. And, uh, fits. and then, yeah, make sure I have water and any. Um... So, Adel, you were going out to pack up and then get, gather supplies for a trip south? Yes. Okay. Um, I look at his list. Mm-hmm. His list is exhaustive. It is. However, um, he's not really cognizant of the conditions on the ground here, as well as, you know, looking at the party, there are certain people who are not going to be swinging axes, who are not going to be swinging hammers. So we won't need quite as many things as he thinks he needs. Well, that's why there's not four of those. It's true. I mean, there is only one shovel. Well, no, it says shovels, which means multiple. Right, like, you know, for the dudes. For probably you and Jack, right? Because I, I'm guaranteeing you that he's probably not betting on Sigmund doing any shoveling or digging or... I certainly hope not. He's umbrella holding. Right. He's, and now he's a swordsman. He's probably not going to need pipes because, quite frankly, when you're dealing with a pyramid, pyramids have methods of easy access and um you don't actually climb them (laughs) you may uh you may investigate that on your own but yeah if you gather what is on the list 
it will take you likely the time it takes the rest of the folks here to pack up. Um, supply stores, especially ones that deal with expeditions, huh, digging in the desert, uh, they've been very plentiful. Yeah, there's there's lots of that going yeah. around. Yeah, Egypt mania is hot. Right, it's it's huge right now. So getting the supplies is it, it's easy. It's simultaneously easy and way too expensive because they soak um, Europeans who don't understand the value of things. Luckily, you're not a European. My yes. question to you is: Should you gather a fair amount of the list, how will you be transporting it back? See, that's the other problem. He wants us to be loaded for. Basically, expeditions aren't just the people in the expedition. There's also a whole bunch of baggage handlers along with it, which we're short of. And and you, being the greatest guide in Egypt, already know how to solve this. You are going to need, uh, well, animals which can hold the load. Yep. And that means you must acquire camels. Yep. That we won't sacrifice. I mean, we won't rule it out, but... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did I forget the quotes around that? Yeah. That we no, won't. Nobody can see the quotes. <laughs> so we, we won't we, we won't belabor the point here. My question to you is, do you acquire what they need? And do you require do you acquire the animals which to carry it with? There's there's literally a train service that runs all the way to Memphis. 100%. Right. But we'd be in public with potential bad guys that know our faces. So they know where we're going. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be the other voice in your brain. They haven't attacked us at the safe house yet, which means they neither know where we are or care where we are. Therefore, they're probably not tracking our move, at least not in any way that we can ascertain. If they are, camels full of provisions aren't going to be any better than being on a train. Hmm? Also, there are places to get those things further down the line. There are. Yeah, you could probably go to Darshur yep. and collect those items and leave Cairo in a little bit of a, um, a lighter state. And it would actually be better for me to do but that. we're going because to Giza then, first. Right. right. But Giza, Giza is the tourist trap. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah Giza, okay. Giza has been so thoroughly explored, even by this point, mm -hmm. that literally anything that you need is just standing around. Okay, so then can we say that you will um, go in and probably acquire additional water, a couple of things, small items, right? Yeah, probably. batteries. Batteries yeah, would be good. Right, yeah. yeah. And then probably head back and explain that as a guide, you would know, we will just travel to, to Giza on foot. And then from there, we will we will go. I know it seems like a far way, but it's, it's, re it's really not. And there is car service. You could get them a car to go to Giza if you want. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Okay. One hump or two. But <laughs> then you could get on the tram and go to Darshur, collect what you need, including camels. And while I'm at Darshur collecting the stuff, I'm not with Permit. Correct. See, that's how it works. See, this is, this is what being a guy is about. Right. So you come back with this plan. You may attack your fellow investigators with it. Attack? That's a little aggressive. I mean, maybe I'm a little aggressive right now. Use some pickaxes on your... Your fellow companions. <laughs> Wait, I think I saw this in a horror movie once. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> We're going to go all cabin in the woods on this. Okay, so why don't we say then, Sam, you, you've you've extricated yourself then? You're... Yeah, um, after, I, after I visit with the doctor and drop off the uh, his sword, yeah. 
I will bid the house adieu. Um, and I venture out uh, in an incognito mode. It is not lost on you as you leave the safe house that to the empty lot to the right of it, the ground there is still gray and dark. So you've left an indelible mark on the face of Cairo. Hmm. You you head out and then around uh, probably five or ten minutes later, Otto returns with a small provisions looks like water maybe some food items as you were all on the first floor here preparing to leave batteries definitely batteries okay that's the easiest thing to get in cairo that that you might not be able to get down further south down the line sure our batteries in the 20 like 20 is much bigger than the batteries today likely yes yes Yep. Electric torches, batteries. Yep. Um, you get a few of the items on the list, the stuff that you can easily carry. Uh, so the group is going to travel to Giza, the pyramid there. Mm-hmm. So my question to you then, Adel, is how is your group traveling to Giza? I would recommend the train. Okay. And that's why Slander stays in the back. And I will also scrub all that ridiculous nonsense off my face because, and and I will dress in my best finery because I am on official business. So you can get a motor bus that goes there because the train does not go there directly just yet. But you, you get. Yeah. I can get them tickets on the motor bus. You can get tickets to the motor bus. Uh, You would also know that guided tours of the pyramids can be attained at an office along the street uh, from the uh, Mena House Hotel, which isn't far. You know where it is. It's at that the Mena House Hotel is where the Cairo ter- tram terminal terminates. And from there, you would take a motor bus up to Giza. It is in the afternoon, so mm-hmm. it does not mean that you can't go to Giza in, in the afternoon. Um, but you would also know that uh, it's likely that the tour will be a little bit lighter in the afternoon, which is nice. Most people go to Giza in the morning after breakfast or before breakfast to see the sunrise. The only problem I have is depending on how much time it's going to take while we're in Giza. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Darfur and how much time they take in Darfur. Darshur. We'll Darshur. Yes, Darshur. Depending on the amount of time we take in Darshur, we could be hitting Memphis very late in the evening. Or we stay in Darshur overnight. I, I like getting there late. We can, we can sneak around better when it's dark. That's we're true. We're not sneaking. <laughs> Why not? Because we're going to the Clive expedition, right? Uh, we literally have a letter of introduction. Eventually, yeah. But if we think they're sneaky, we need to be sneaky. So let me ask, when you get to Giza, mm-hmm. or when you get to the tram station that terminates at the hotel where you buy tickets <laughs> on the motor bus to get to Giza, mm-hmm. what are you doing? When you get there, I, isn't it where we where Nefren Ka was found? Right. Well, Nefren Ka wasn't found. Is she there? You mean Nitukris, the mummy? Oh, okay. So I have the wrong name down. Yes. I guess from the guide's standpoint, when you get to this location, are you going to be doing any sort of invest in talking with the local officials or talking with other guides or yeah i want to know if anything's closed if anything's off limits mm-hmm. um due to any 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 uh potential theft that's been happening sure um, any crime that's happening mm. i also have to make sure to, to kind of keep it uh with the egyptian officials rather than the english officials 
Yeah, you know, actually, you don't see a ton of uh, English officials here at all. Yeah, I know. That's the best part. <laughs> um, but when talking with the um, Egyptian officials, uh, they uh, they do admit that there's been a little bit of a stir up, given uh, at least since finding the the this um, Clive expedition after they left, there has been uh, a, a lot of a stir up that's gone on after finding this hidden shaft. Um, other archaeologists at Giza identified it as a burial shaft, uh, which there are qu- quite frankly a ton of that dot the landscape. And uh, as baffling as the theft was already, uh, it was beyond comprehension that someone could get a sarcophagus of that size down a vertical shaft outside the pyramid without anyone noticing. So when you talk to those inclu- when you talk to those Egyptian officials, they are truly baffled how it happened. They do not. They do not understand how it could happen so quickly. That gives the archaeologist in me a different idea. Mm. If something is way too hard to do one way, there's always an alternate way that somebody does it that makes it easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, potentially. It's kind of like how they built the pyramids. You know, you, you build the earthen ramp next to it and then you slide the blocks up it rather than trying to lift the blocks up. <laughs> it seems to me that if, there, if there's a burial shaft with a, with a sarcophagus of this note and of this size, there's probably a second way in there. It's entirely possible. They, they will sell you a map. I will buy a map. Yeah. They sell you a map of, uh, of it. And on it, you can see that they've kind of hard uh, scribbled where the new find is. Mm-hmm. They will, they'll, they're happy to provide you with one. And I would like to head that way and actually look over the land. Okay. Uh, so it's fairly clear to all of you who are at Giza that there is a reason why this is a wonder of the ancient world. It's phenomenal piece of architecture. It truly is wondrous. And I think I think there's all of you in some way can appreciate the work that has been done. Um, in some ways, Sigmund, this is exceedingly fulfilling for you. You have dreamed about seeing the pyramids for a very long time. <laughs> Yeah, he he stands in reverence of these amazing monuments. Uh, and there's something in the air here for you, Doctor, that you just you you sense something here. This feels like a feels like a waypoint for so many different people and cultures. You you probably muse a little bit to yourself about what if someone were to dream here, you know? Like you wonder if there's a, a place like the train in your dreams. Is, is there some place here that's like that? How, how long are we going to be here? I'm going to go take a nap. I don't think you're planning on having any nap time anytime soon, but it's something you think about. There are other pyramids at Giza, of course, but uh, it really all depends on where you are planning on going. Is it nighttime right now? It is not nighttime yet. Okay. Actually, it only takes you about half an hour or so to get here via tram. Yeah, so you're at, you're at the Pyramid of Giza. What are you doing? I'm just along for the ride. I want to go to the Bent Pyramid. 
<laughs> is anyone going to continue to investigate yes. the actual like burial hole where they found? I, I would oh. like to. Oh. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. While they're looking at the hole, I'm going to look around. Okay. I'm looking for possible um lower entrances. Sure. I'm gonna send slander down. You're gonna send down the hole? Yeah, well, is it just it's a straight drop, isn't it? We can talk about it when we get there. Jack, did you have something? No, I'm going to go with uh Maeve Miss O'Shea and check out the burial hole uh chamber. Well it's a it's a hole. It's about as impressive as you could imagine a hole in the ground being. <laughs> I'll get back to it in just a second. Otto, what did you have? I'm going to assume navigate would be the role or mm, natural. It's probably, uh, I mean, it's probably going to be a natural world role. Okay. Because you're, if you're looking for something, I suppose that depends on what you're looking for specifically. I know you're looking for some other secondary chamber or some other se- egress point. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I suppose it's a it's a, a hard natural roll roll. Hard natural roll. All right. It's a seventy nine over over twenty five. I'm gonna need to push that. Going to push it. Very good. Yep. Nope. There's something there. I know there's something there. Nope. I failed that too. Something bad happened. That's a failed push roll. Yep. yep, uh, yep. Okay. You are looking around trying to get a good read on the situation. You're trying to find any kind of some specific uh, where these secondary holes are. And you remember the Egyptian officials mentioning that it's not uncommon to find burial shafts in this area because many people were buried at the necropolis, at the Giza necropolis. Um, unfortunately, not all of those holes have been found, except a new one gets found today. Yep, because I found it. You find it. You literally step in one. And so what I'd like you to do is make me a hard dex roll. 84 over 35. I did not make that dex roll. No, you did not. Uh, So while the rest of you are investigating one hole, uh, your guide and compatriot falls down a hole. I'll go down the hole. Okay. Uh, so you... Yeah, okay. It's about 50 foot drop. Oh. Maybe. What is it with your characters falling? I mean, nobody was holding him up aloft this time. This time. I mean, yeah, he was He was dropped. This yeah, time, that was things really. are Unceremon- different. Unceremoniously dropped. Yeah. So... Uh, what 50, is this, a Shadowrun fall? 50 feet is considerable. Yes. You do not take the first 10 foot of damage. Uh, however, you literally pushed, failed the push roll and found yourself in a hole. Okay, so I have two questions for you. Sure. One, how many hit points do you have? 29. Okay. Well, so you're going to take 21 points of damage. Oh, that's Holy a major crap. It is not a major wound because you're a pulp character and pulp characters don't get major wounds. I'm going to rub some dirt in it. Um, you fall. I would like 
hard listen rolls from yep. the rest of the assembled party. I was going to ask if he was yelling on the way down. Probably screaming. <laughs> I got a 37 out of 79. Okay, that's hard success. 41 over 20. I don't hear anything. I got 8 under 47. That's ex- extreme success. It is very good, Jay. Hard success. Very good. So, so Lillian, Jack, and Sigmund, who are all somewhat kind of close together, hear in the distance a very directed scream. And you turn because it catches your ear because it is it is a scream of someone in full panic. And you watch your guide fall. He, he disappears off the horizon line, which is terrifying. Well, uh, I start running towards that way. Yeah. Okay, wait, does he have the equipment? Because um, didn't we have rope in that list? Okay. It has, they haven't gotten the equipment yet because you're going to get That's it. It's really in. still on the camera. Oh, right? yes. Shoot. All right. I start running towards okay. where I saw Otto disappear. Uh, so, Otto, you fall <clears throat> and fall and scream. And then the ground comes way too fast. And you hear... Your bones jar and break. And you feel the side of your face get immediately wet with something. Yep. Um, the worst part is, even through the bone crunching, even through the desperate fall, you are still awake. Lillian, you make it to the hole. Can I see Can I see anything down there? No, it's dark. That's why I yell, Otto, Otto. Are you okay? I'm assuming you don't answer. Do you he, answer? He probably does not answer, at least for the first few rounds. He's, yeah. No. Okay. I shine a torch down there. Yeah, absolutely. Let me offer some technical details, too. So you shine a torch down there, and you immediately realize what part of this issue is, Jack. This is the, the walls of this hole are sheer. There are no breaks in them. Um, you would You would have to be a expert climber to climb this thing without a rope or without gear and having fallen backwards down the hole you you are fair you're convinced he's dead you don't know for sure but you can see his body and as you put light on it you can see uh that he is deeply wounded we're gonna have to get somebody out here with some ropes and there's no other, no other way like is it is it a man it's a man-made hole no well technically yes it's an ancient man-made hole. So is there tunnels underneath, like, that go into the pyramid? You have no idea. I mean, this is, like, this is a, a fair, you know, it's it's not it's terribly bas- close to where you were, but um, it's... It's basically four stories down. Yeah. Well, we have to go back to town and get some get somebody. Yeah, you need to get well, someone. Well, there's probably some guards here we can contact, and they can... You know, I'm sure they have an idea of what to do. Yeah, there are people nearby. But do they speak English? I mean, no. Well, yeah, I'm sure they probably do. Um, Jack, do you want to go find somebody? Yeah, I'll, I'll go find somebody. You guys stay here. In case he wakes up. Right. So, Sigmund, just looking down here, uh, you are gravely concerned for Did him we... and his bodily health. Okay, I'm. Jack went off to go get help. He did. Is there anything to anchor? Okay, so we do have rope with us. No, no, you have enough okay. stopping. I will find some. You. There is bound okay. to be some nearby, and I have a special knack for finding things in moments you, like this. You, you do, but that knack 
requires luck expenditure, which is something you don't have. Oh, yeah. I don't, do I? Shit. Can I take a look around and see if there's any way to get down there other than the hole? You certainly can take a look around. That is a fabulous idea. I will help. Would that be spot hidden? It would be. I hit a 41 out of 88. Okay. So that's a hard success. I got a five under 80. Extreme success. You did. Very good. So, uh, Doctor, you are absolutely certain from your vision past that there are no other pathways down there. This is a burial hole. I mean, it isn't the um, finished stone inside a, a an old masonry structure. It's not a pyramid. This is literally a hole that's been dug into the ground. And you can see bits of garbage down there, probably from tourists or locals. There's probably old bones down there. It's not a good place to be. He needs to get out immediately. You don't have another pathway to get to, unfortunately. But you are sure of it, given that extreme spot hidden. Do I think I could climb down there safely? Absolutely not. Okay. Given your frame and your experience, Hmm. think that it would be a death sentence to try to climb down without a rope. Okay. Jack, you do find someone. It takes you a few minutes. You locate an Egyptian police officer. Help, our uh, Dragoman has fallen into a burial shaft or something. Oh, Uh, he becomes immediately alert and he signals a few other uh, local folks nearby and begins barking out orders in in Egyptian and he follows you up the hill towards uh, the rest of your compatriots. What happened, Dub? I don't know, he was just uh, wandering around, I guess, and must have, ground must have given away underneath them. It's fairly far down there. We're going to need some rope and maybe a crew or something. Hmm. So, uh, in short order, say a minute or two, they, men arrive with uh, about 50 feet or so of rope, give or take, and two or three men uh, begin to anchor it around themselves. And you see a young man, lithe, small, get dropped down the hole. It looks like they've done this before. Uh, Otto, you begin painfully coming to uh, everything hurts. Um, you can see that someone's being lowered down towards you, but I would like you to give me a spot hidden roll. Hey, uh, while they're doing that, I think now is a good time to uh, poke around in a place that I'm not supposed to be in. Right? That's what I was thinking. You're going to attempt to utilize this as a distraction to do what? To get inside the pyramid and... Uh, Look at the new place. We don't have to sneak in there, though, right? They showed us where it was, right? No, they showed Otto where it was. Well, I want to. I want to get in there when no one's uh, around. Well, nope, I failed that spot in the battle. There's, there's just so much pain and and blood all over your face. It's very difficult to, to make out what's going on. It looks like something is descending from, the heavens. You don't know if it's something good or something bad. But right now, you want to be anywhere but here. So as far as getting in while this is going on to find something, all you're going to end up finding with this passageway with with what you believe was the burial chamber would be going inside the pyramid itself. So, I mean, you'd be leaving your other two compatriots as well. Yeah, I know. Okay. They they can stay here and uh, keep an eye on 
Otto, why Maeve and I go in and look around. So what you would know is that the place that she was found at was in Mycernius's Pyramid, which is here, right, at the Great Pyramids of Giza. It's the least impressive of all pyramids. So it's a bit of a walk, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. This small boy gets passed down a couple of relatively thin wood boards, right? And he begins to strap Otto to these boards. And he fashions, after a little while, a what is essentially a, a stretcher. It's a fascinating piece of work, Doctor. Uh, you have seen uh, things in some of the, the Alps that they do very similar work when climbers fall. Uh, Doing avalanches and mining collapses. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, they begin to hoist Otto up. And it takes probably a good 15 to 20 minutes, maybe more, uh, for them to secure him and then begin bringing him up. The boy who comes up after him comes up by hand on the pass on the on the burial shaft he uses his frame and pushes himself against the burial shaft to walk himself up it is quite the feat for those who watch but they extricate him and he is awake doctor and probably wishes he wasn't I can do something about that. And immediately after making sure his vitals are stable enough, I will give him something to help him be not awake anymore. Okay. So I, I'm going to close with this, uh, this scene with Otto on a stretcher, a makeshift one, the doctor injecting him with some sort of hypodermic needle as uh, pyramids of Giza are uh, our backdrop and... Miss O'Shea and Jack begin to go look for what secrets may lie around Mycernius. So thank you for joining us again, and we will see you next week. 